Chapters fifty five to fifty seven of Tristram Shandy, Volume four. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Bruce Peary. The Life and Opinions of Tristram Shandy, Gentleman, Volume four, last volume, by Lawrence Stern. Chapter fifty five if anything in this world which my father said could have provoked my uncle toby during the time he was in love it was the perverse use my father was always making of an expression of hilarion the hermit who in speaking of his abstinence his watchings flagellations and other instrumental parts of his religion would say though with more facetiousness than became a hermit that they were the means he used to make his ass meaning his body, leave off kicking. It pleased my father well. It was not only a laconic way of expressing, but of libeling, at the same time, the desires and appetites of the lower part of us, so that for many years of my father's life t'was his constant mode of expression. He never used the word passions once, but ass always instead of them so that he might be said truly to have been upon the bones or the back of his own ass or else of some other man's during all that time i must here observe to you the difference betwixt my father's ass and my hobby-horse in order to keep characters as separate as may be in our fancies as we go along for my hobby-horse if you recollect a little is no way a vicious beast he has scarce one hair or lineament of the ass about him tis the sporting little filly-folly which carries you out for the present hour a maggot a butterfly a picture a fiddlestick an uncle toby's siege or an anything which a man makes a shift to get astride on to canter it away from the cares and solicitudes of life tis as useful a beast as is in the whole creation nor do i really see how the world could do without it but for my father's ass oh mount him mount him mount him that's three times is it not mount him not tis a beast concupiscent and foul befall the man who does not hinder him from kicking chapter fifty six well dear brother toby said my father upon his first seeing him after he fell in love and how goes it with your ass now my uncle toby thinking more of the part where he had had the blister than of hilarion's metaphor and our preconceptions having you know as great a power over the sounds of words as the shapes of things he had imagined that my father who was not very ceremonious in his choice of words had inquired after the part by its proper name so notwithstanding my mother dr slop and mr yorick were sitting in the parlour he thought it rather civil to conform to the term my father had made use of than not when a man is hemmed in by two indecorums and must commit one of em i always observe let him choose which he will the world will blame him so i should not be astonished if it blames my uncle toby my ass quoth my uncle toby is much better brother shandy my father had formed great expectations from his ass in this onset and would have brought him on again but dr slop setting up an intemperate laugh and my mother crying out lord bless us 
It drove my father's ass off the field, and the laugh then becoming general, there was no bringing him back to the charge for some time, and so the discourse went on without him. Everybody, said my mother, says you are in love, brother Toby, and we hope it is true. I am as much in love, sister, I believe, replied my uncle Toby, as any man usually is. Humph, said my father, and when did you know it? quoth my mother. When the blister broke, replied my uncle Toby. My uncle Toby's reply put my father into good temper, so he charged afoot. Chapter 57 as the ancients agree, brother Toby, said my father, that there are two different and distinct kinds of love, according to the different parts which are affected by it, the brain or liver, I think when a man is in love it behoves him a little to consider which of the two he is fallen into. What signifies it, brother Shandy, replied my uncle Toby, which of the two it is, provided it will but make a man marry and love his wife and get a few children? a few children cried my father rising out of his chair and looking full in my mother's face as he forced his way betwixt hers and dr slop's a few children cried my father repeating my uncle toby's words as he walked to and fro not my dear brother toby cried my father recovering himself all at once and coming close up to the back of my uncle toby's chair not that I should be sorry hadst thou a score. On the contrary, I should rejoice, and be as kind, Toby, to every one of them as a father. My uncle Toby stole his hand unperceived behind his chair to give my father's a squeeze. Nay, moreover, continued he, keeping hold of my uncle Toby's hand, so much dost thou possess, my dear Toby, of the milk of human nature, and so little of its asperities, tis piteous the world is not peopled by creatures which resemble thee and was i an asiatic monarch added my father heating himself with his new project i would oblige thee provided it would not impair thy strength or dry up thy radical moisture too fast or weaken thy memory or fancy brother toby which these gymnics inordinately taken are apt to do else dear toby i would procure thee the most beautiful woman in my empire and i would oblige thee nolens volens to beget for me one subject every month as my father pronounced the last word of the sentence, my mother took a pinch of snuff. Now I would not, quoth my uncle Toby, get a child nolens volens, that is, whether I would or no, to please the greatest prince upon earth. And twould be cruel in me, brother Toby, to compel thee, said my father, but tis a case put to show thee, that it is not thy begetting a child, in case thou shouldst be able, but the system of love and marriage thou goest upon, which I would set thee right in. There is at least, said Yorick, a great deal of reason and plain sense in Captain Shandy's opinion of love, and tis amongst the ill-spent hours of my life which I have to answer for, but I have read so many flourishing poets and rhetoricians in my time, from whom I never could extract so much. I wish, Yorick, said my father, you had read Plato, for there you would have learnt that there are two loves. I know there were two religions, replied Yorick, amongst the ancients, one for the vulgar and another for the learned, but I think one love might have served both of them very well. It could not, replied my father, and for the same reasons, 
for of these loves according to Phasinus's comment upon valesius the one is rational the other is natural the first ancient without mother where venus had nothing to do the second begotten of jupiter and dion pray brother quoth my uncle toby what has a man who believes in god to do with this my father could not stop to answer for fear of breaking the thread of his discourse this latter continued he partakes wholly of the nature of venus the first which is the golden chain let down from heaven excites to love heroic which comprehends in it and excites to the desire of philosophy and truth the second excites to desire simply i think the procreation of children as beneficial to the world said yorick as the finding out the longitude to be sure said my mother love keeps peace in the world in the house my dear i own it replenishes the earth said my mother but it keeps heaven empty my dear replied my father tis virginity cried slop triumphantly which fills paradise well pushed none quoth my father End of chapters fifty five to fifty seven